God's family tree, being a part of God's family, that my um, family tree. How many of you ever have done that genealogy thing, you know? Oh, I go all the way back to, like, the Mayflower. Woo! Isn't that awesome? Like, I ca- I'm, like, part, I could be part of the Daughters of the American Republic or something. I mean, they just go, and they found my family tree, and then, you know, there was that guy that was on the boat, and they went, you're related to him. That's awesome. So now I get to go to this club if I want to where all the women wear pearls. But I said, you know, I'm thinking I might not fit it because I'll get slain in the spirit and start shaking around and <laughs> prophesy. Oh, I'll have to erase that part from the video. <laughs> um, so let's pray. Well, Father, I, I just love you, and I thank you, God. Would you anoint me for this message? Father, would you give me the words of life? And, and God, would you share what's on your heart this morning? Amen. Um, so the word, 1 John 3, 1, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Behold what manner of of love has the father bestowed on us that we would be called his kids his children what kind of love is this what manner of love is this and i love uh john and his writings because it really gives me insight into that kind of love you know when somebody has encountered that level of love, don't you know that they are able to really share the revelation of what that love is like? And I love the way that John writes because he was so ransomed out of religion and into love that he had to express it. He's the one that came the closest to Jesus and even called himself the most beloved, the beloved, I am the beloved You know, I was listening to a song by um, Laura Hackett Park, which if anybody knows me knows that if I'm putting on IHOP, I'm listening to Laura. And she said this, it's all about love, 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 love. As simple as it sounds, it's simple yet profound. So many never find it. They're too busy running around. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today because I wanted to talk about love and about being a part of this tree. That This is now our family. We're, we've been grafted into a tree. And it's the tree of life. We've been grafted into, that's our family tree. We're all a part of it. But really, uh, we have a choice to make. And I believe that today... A lot of us are going to have to make a choice, and a lot of us are going to get to make a choice. I think that the worship was so incredibly powerful today because God is is after your heart. While we were worshiping, I I saw a picture, um, and, and all of you had what looked like a flesh body. And I saw the Lord uh, 
unzip you. And I saw you step out of the flesh, and it was like a costume that you were wearing, but it was your skin. You were coming out of your skin. And as you stepped out of it, I saw the real you, and you were shining. You know, Isaiah 60, arise and shine, for my light has come, and the glory of the Lord is rising on me. And I I felt like the Lord said that um, he's giving you a new wineskin today and that um, the old is passing away and the new is here. And, um, and I believe that it goes along with what it is that I feel like the Lord wants to say. Um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about the, the, all of these different movements that are happening, the prayer movement and the prophecy movement and the apostolic movement. But truly, what I believe that God is doing is I believe that we're in the midst of a maturity movement. And that we are growing up in God. And he is growing the body up into the head, which is Christ Jesus. And I wanted to um, read, uh-oh, where'd it go? Here it is. I wanted to read out of what is typically not my translation, but the New Living Translation, Ephesians 4.13. No, I, it's okay. You need to get saved because the New King James is where it is. Come on. Come on. Can I just get an amen? Now, all of the students in EJS know this about me. All right. Ephesians 4.13. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced by people try to, who will try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love and growing, uh, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part, it's each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Turn to your neighbor and say, full of love. It's all about love, love, love. Come on, don't leave me hanging. I heard of you a minute ago. Come on. <laughs> Aren't the carpenters amazing? And let's not even get started on Jeremy Shuck, shall we? Mm-hmm. Glory. So I was reminded this morning of that movie, City Slickers. How many of you have seen it? Right? Every man in here has seen it. They're like, yeah, I'm going to go on a cattle drive. Well, um, um, Billy Crystal, who was the star of the movie, uh, was kind of going through a midlife crisis, and he didn't, he, had, he didn't know his identity. You know, he was trying to find himself and find out who he really was. So, of course, he goes out with a bunch of stinky cattle. Women don't understand this movie at all. Um, and, and to find himself, right? And he meets the um, foreman who is, uh, his skin looks like rawhide, and he's, kind of, he's a little older, and um, he gets out in the wilderness with him, and here he is, truly a city slicker, 
And, and the, the foreman says to him, you know, it, it's the same with all of you who come out here. You're all coming for the same reason. You're looking for something. And Billy said, yeah, that's right. I am looking for something. And he said, well, I know, you know, I, I've got the answer to your question. I know what you're looking for. And he said, really? And so he, th- he thinks the mystery is solved. And he said, tell me, tell me the solution. Tell me the answer to all of life. And he said, it's this. Billy's like, it's your finger. (laughs) He said, no, it's, it's one thing. It's one thing. There's only one thing that is needed. See, the formula is pretty simple. It's all about love. There's only one thing that is needed. Love God so that you can discover who you are and love yourself. And then once you love yourself, you really can love others like God loves us. The kingdom of God is relational. It's spirit and flesh. It confounds me as I've been meditating on the church as a whole and the activities that we all seem to busy ourselves with. And I think it's incredibly profound that the God of the universe, who made all of the stars, all of the heavens, the earth and everything under the earth and everything that is in it, that he, that he did it because of love because of desire, because of passion, because he and his son had such a love together that there was a bursting forth of that kind of love. And then he said, I'm going to give you a picture of what this looks like on the earth because I'm going to give you a family so that you know what this kind of love is like. And through this kind of love, you're also going to want to reproduce one that is in your image because love has something very interesting about it it needs room to grow love grows love multiplies hate is a negative and takes it away and it decreases and it lessens and it strangles Love loosens, creates freedom, hope, healing. It's interesting that Jesus displayed the new man when he came and he said, listen, I want to show you, and I love what Gary Ween said, I want to show you what a natural man looks like. Not a supernatural man, but I want to show you what was in the heart of the Father all along which was Jesus, and this is exactly a replica and and a display and a forerunner of, of what we're supposed to look like. Seek first this kind of life in the kingdom, and all else will be given to you. We are made in the image of the Father, so if God is love and we gaze on him, we become like him, but we also finally become like ourselves. As you guys have heard, when I started this journey, I was actually clothed in words. 
I was clothed in words from all of the opinions and the thoughts and the judgments and the criticisms of people that were around me. And these words were my, um, they followed me everywhere I went. They're just right there in front of me. And so when I would go to have a relationship, what separated me were all of these words. These words that were day and night, night and day, defining who I was and telling me that I wasn't worth anything. And even as I got saved and I went about the activity of church and the activities of God, I still had those words. How is that possible? I'm born again. I'm saved. How is it possible that these words are still um, my bedfellow? They're still um, with me all the time. And I had a lot of friends and I had a lot of I had a lot of mentors who were telling me good things because they were in the church and they were telling me good things. But beloved, I am telling you, it wasn't until I began to go and hear the voice of the one who has words of life. He is the word. He is the truth. He is the life. And he is the light. And all of these things began to pierce through all of the words. And the words, like, a, like let dead needles on a Christmas tree, began to actually just fall. They began to fall all around me. And they were replaced by these other words that were the truth of who I really was on the inside. And unless I went to God and found out so I could look in that mirror, I love Jeremy's song about seeing myself in the mirror. And then if I'm made in his image, I have to look at him to see the image of who I truly am. Oh, I'm you. I'm, you're in me. I'm in you. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. It is, it is the hope of glory. And that as I gaze on you, I go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory until finally I step out of that skin and I say, I no longer receive all of that dead flesh, all those dead, stinking words that have been spoken over me, and I declare that I am not worthless, but there is one in heaven who left his father's side to be forever become a man, to come and say, I have paid everything to ransom you back to myself. Amen. So if we're made in the image of Father and God is love, that we ourselves become this love. And I am becoming who I was truly meant to be, which is me. And, 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 and all of that insecurity goes away because I'm fully confident in who I am in God. Love heals, love prophesies. Let me tell you something about prophecy. It breaks the deception and sets in motion the truth of who you are and and what your destiny is. And we prophesy love. We prophesy love. Everything we do comes out of love. Love saves, love helps, love serves, love hugs. 
Love heals. Love heals. So if God wants a family and there's a family in heaven, he's looking for a family on the earth. What does this say about children? What does the word say about children? It says that children are arrows in our quiver. We are the arrows in our father's house. We are the arrows in his quiver. And when he sets us out, he actually pulls back that, what is it called? The arrow. Bow. Thank you. (laughs) And those arrows, you, go out like a mighty army. But the thing about multiplication it cannot happen without love because remember criticism doesn't multiply anger doesn't multiply all of the words around you have to come down like that like the leaves on a, or the needles on a christmas tree they have to fall there's a there's a great uh, short story written by a man named robert burnell and it's called escape from christendom how many of you have read it Okay, I know that everybody who's gone through EJS, I made you read this. Anyway, it's an amazing story because there are two cities, just like there are two trees, there are two cities. One is Christian city and the other is the city of God. Now, there's a great story of a man who was on a journey to the city of God and he came into Christian city. And he kept asking everybody, is this the road to the city of God? And they said, well, um, kind of, you know, it's that way, but you don't want to go there. We all thought that's where we wanted to go, but um, look around you because there's worship music and, and there's a lot of activity and there's a church on every corner and, um, you know, we've got, we're serving the poor and all of these things are good. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so he kept saying, well, you know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to spend the night here and then I'm going to try to get a fresh start to go to the city of God up this narrow deserty road. And, um, and that night he got surprisingly a very unrestful sleep and he woke up the next day and he was tired. He was like, wow, you know, I, I didn't really get very good sleep last night. And so he began to talk to the people in Christian City, and they were all telling him how great it was there, all the busyness and all of the things that you can do for God. And um, an old man came to him and said to him, listen, I've been sent from the city of God to tell you that you don't want to stay here. You don't want to stay in Christian City. He said, you need to take the journey. The way is narrow, and very few find it, but you need to go. And so he began on his journey, and he knew that the journey was going to be hard. But there are two cities, and beloved, I'm telling you that the Christian city is not the place that we want to go to. It's not the place we want to land. We want to go to the city of God, the place that is in God, that we become like him And we find and drink from that heavenly place. Amen? See, it's all about love. As simple as it sounds. It's simple yet profound. So many never find it. They're too busy running around. In the Bible, there's a tale of two sisters, the story of Mary and Martha. Jesus is in their home, and Martha, what is she doing? She's busy doing dishes. 
She's busy working, working, working for the Lord. She's busy serving. All of these things good. They are necessary. But he says this when she begins to complain that Mary is sitting at his feet and listening to to his words. He said this, that Mary had chosen the one thing that is necessary. The one thing. There's one thing that is necessary. One thing. The words that are coming from his mouth. When he says your name. When he shares with you his thoughts. These are the things that set us free. And then further along in the story, when their brother Lazarus dies, and Jesus is walking into the, to the town, and he hasn't even entered the town yet, and Martha runs out to him, and Martha says to him, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus begins to explain to her who he is. And she said, yes, yes, I know that at the end of the age that there will be a resurrection. And he said, no, I am the resurrection and the life. And so he's telling her the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is now. And so Martha, who had said, God, I love you and I'm going to give you my hand. He said, I don't want your hand. I want your heart. So Mary, who had given him her heart, who had sat at his feet, who had worshipped him, then he comes. she comes out to him, and she says the very same thing that her sister did. She said to him, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And his reaction to her was that he began to weep with her. And the word said that he began to groan in his spirit. He began to intercede in his spirit for her. He was moved by her tears, and they were so connected in love. They were family that he was moved with sorrow and then began to move on her behalf to raise Lazarus from the dead. Now, I can tell you as a leader that I have had several people, as a a mother in the spirit, I have had sons before who have given me their hands. And they work, 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 and they're very diligent. But they haven't given me their heart. And there is a significant difference in the spirit between one whose heart is connected to yours and one whose hand is connected. God is not looking for workers. He's looking for lovers. He's looking for people that are part of his family because don't you know that a lover will outwork a worker every time? So what he's saying today, I believe, is that he wants us to leave the wineskin. It's time. It's time to walk away from the busyness of life. I see so many people in business, 
and I see them trying to succeed and they work, 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 and they're working themselves to death in order to achieve the very thing that God has for them. But God is saying to them, if you'll come with me, I'm actually going to do this for you. If you'll come and spend time with me, I will, a groan will awaken in me and I will actually begin to go do these things for you. Because don't you know that if you're working with your hand, you don't actually ever see people. You just see the end goal. And so you're working, right, you're working towards a task, you're working towards a goal, but don't you know the goal is just people. If we would love people and see people along the pathway, the very thing that we have within us will begin to open up because we create an environment of love everywhere we go. Love multiplies. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. How many of you want to leave Christian City? How many of you want to leave? Don't you know that we're in a transition? How many of you are in a transition right now? Raise your hand. Okay, everybody in the room. Well, I want to tell you, this is a spiritual transition. God is saying, I'm taking you out of Christian city, and I'm sending you onto the path of of the city of God. I'm setting you on a new pathway, and I believe that today, 3.15.15 is a marker in time where we are going to leave behind that old wineskin and we're going to drink of the new wine that's been reserved for, for us from the beginning of time. So, um, worship team, why don't y'all come on up? You know, I don't know about y'all, but... Um, I just want to, I just want to run. I just want to run the race well. And I want to do it um, from my heart. I'm tired. How many of you are tired of working so hard? Okay, everybody. Right? So why don't we today just make a decision to not do that anymore? It's time. Faith, love, hope, and the greatest of these is love. That we would be lovers. We would be lovers of God, lovers of ourselves, and lovers of each other. Okay, what I want to do is I want everybody, if this is what you want, prayer team, come on up front. I believe that today is a new beginning for a lot of you to leave behind the old. It's time for the new wine. And that new wine brings with it great joy, great love, great expectancy. So today, as you're making that transition and you're un- and letting God, through the blood of Christ, unzip that old wineskin of activity in the kingdom and going into the new wineskin, 
which is the place of encounter and love. That you want to go to the city of God. I want you to come forth and I want to lay hands on you and I want to anoint you. Do we have anointing oil? Matthew, can we just say, come on. Ladies, here's a single man that needs a bride. Oh, no, wait, he has a girlfriend. Sorry. You know, that's a good man who carries anointing oil on his car key. That's love. I know, right? So I want you to come forward. I want you to make a step of faith today and just say, I'm done. I'm done. Today is a new day. It's a new day. It is a new day. So we praise you, God. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. Father, I ask that you would pour out your love into our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, give us a revelation of your love for us. No greater love than this do we have that Jesus died to lay down his life for us. Thank you, Father, that we have been ransomed for love. Your love transforms me. Holy Spirit, come and give us a revelation of the love of Christ that we want to become. We don't want to be doers. We want to be your human beings, not human doings. Let today be a new day, a new day for us, God. Your love transforms me through the feasts and through the storms. Your